You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center. This is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to pitch bad movies and share pornography with one another. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. This is Well, good luck! Tide goes in, tide goes out. Never miss communication. It's over 9,000! My name is Foxy. The balls are in there. So we're just going to hop straight into it. This is our special New Year's edition. And Dara, I believe you came up with a rather interesting framework for this episode. Would you like to take us all through it? Yeah. So if people, um, if we, I don't know what our crossover uh, yeah. numbers, actually no, our crossover numbers are pretty good, but I don't know how many listen on Phoenix between the two shows. Um so anyone who does check out the wrestling group, I knows that the at the end of the year, every year, um, we do a best of year end. So we have like certain categories, and this week's going to be no different. We're actually recording that tomorrow. Um, so I was like, all right, let's kind of do something similar to it. So we have our movie of the year, TV show of the year, most improved series of franchise, worst movie of the year. Worst TV show, game of the year. I'm just going to put in worst game of the year and highlight of the year. And because it's just Keen and myself, um, some of our uh, cohorts can't be here. Sadly, uh, Kev and Katie can't be here. Same with Bryn. Uh, but we did get Chris. And Chris, of course, is our um, colleague over from Upon the Turnbuckle. And he'll be uh, coming back to the network in 2022 um, with his uh, new show. So Chris is a great guy. If you haven't checked out his shows, what are you doing? Go over to NerdToNomedia.com yeah. and check out all the shows that we have. But uh, the whole gang are here in spirit. And I don't know where Lisa is. So, that yeah. But other than that, everyone else is here. Um, and they've, they've checked in via uh, write-ins. So, hmm. yeah. So if you guys want to play at home, you totally can. Uh, obviously, don't text in because... But it is in life, but you can yeah. email us at nerdtonomedia at gmail.com. Um, with your yes, let us know how wrong we are. We well, no, not how wrong we are, but if you disagree <laughs> with certain things, you totally yes. can. Uh, or you, we'd love to actually hear what you guys think as well. We're going to try to do an overhaul of our social media as well next year. And when I get a computer, uh, we're going to go back to streaming because I haven't had a computer in ages. And you know what sucks, dude, about Christmas? Mm? No shipping. Ah. Own works, so I'm so I I got a I got a Livono Legion desktop, which is great, right? But I went for the base model, and it doesn't have SATA connections and all that kind of stuff. So I'm like, oh, okay, I need to return it. I've been waiting ten days for an English, um, an English ba- an England based carrier company to uh, 
to reach out to me <laughs> to arrange a time to collect it. And obviously it's because it's, you know, Christmas season where I was working or no one's really going to do anything. And I'm just sitting here going, well, I can't buy another one because that's like over a thousand euro. And I, you know, who has that mon- that money just lying around, right? So I'm just sitting here going, I can't play any games. And I was also, I, I was given the opportunity to buy a PS5 because uh, my friend actually was like, hey, I got one. Here's here's one of the only remaining ones left in the country. I'm like, ah, oh, no, sure. I, that's a waste of money. And uh, I really regret it <laughs> because, <laughs> because I'm playing playing Cyberpunk finally, and my PS4 is struggling, and I'm playing the new um, the new Jurassic Park World game, which is really good. Um, but my PS4 is. Well, tell you what, don't get into the games now. Just I yet, won't. we do have a, a games. Won't category but now, what I am, do you have no no before I go I, I, what I am saying is when life presents you with certain things right you take advantage of it you buy the PS5 <laughs> when you're given the opportunity and you make sure when you're buying your PC that you do your research fully don't just buy the one that's there and you know that's my advice for everyone just like do your research check out what you're getting and don't buy things over Christmas because they will not be delivered until the new year. Okay. So that's what I'm, still wait- I'm still waiting on Christmas presents to arrive, certainly. You, so I do absolutely. Feel that uh, apparently in England, it's so much worse as well. I've heard that, like, the, like to be fair, shout out to On Post. They've been mm-hmm. unreal. Like, oh, yeah. Really, really good. Like, I don't think people, and this is mainly for our American and listeners who aren't in Ireland, mm-hmm. I don't think people realize how amazing, or even Irish listeners, to be fair. Because you don't realize how cool our postal service actually is. Amazing. <laughs> they do incredible work compared to the rest of the world. Hmm. Oh, right. yeah. And the post the post in general is just great. I think everyone takes it for granted. They do. Yeah, they, hmm. Actually, do you, know, do you know where I learned the value of it? Right. Not to go on a little tangent, but uh, when I lived in Italy... Oh, that'd be so out of character for us. <laughs> <laughs> when I lived in Italy... Um, you can't use the Italian postal service or the locals don't use the Italian postal service in Rome. Right. Right. Uh, They just, I don't know if it's changed now or not, but when I was there uh, about 10 years ago, it was the case. If you wanted something to arrive, you went to the Vatican and you post the stuff through the Vatican post and you got stuff delivered to the Vatican, (laughs) which is really funny. Yeah, no, that's what you, that's what you did. So when I was in Rome, is that because it's, it's a different nation or what? Well, it absolutely is a different nation. Yeah, it's, it's it has its own postal service and everything. But no, it's basically because the Italian post gets robbed all the time. So they oh don't they, they don't rob the they don't rob the Vatican post. So you go in and and you you you'd use that and that's how I got my passport so sent over to me because actually my my passport ran out when I was in Italy. I was like, "Oh no, this is a bad idea. I should have thought about this before I came over." So I had to get it all sent over and so like on. Yeah, and I think they have FedEx and all that kind of stuff now. But you know, if you're ever in Rome, folks, and you want to get something sent over to you, just go to the Vatican and use the postal service. It's great. All really right. Good. Really good. <laughs> that, that is not where I expected this New Year's episode to go. Um, before we actually get into the categories, actually, yes. very broadly speaking, do you think that 2021 for quality of life and all that kind of stuff was an improvement over 2020? Kind of, kind of, and also not really. Like okay. we got a lot of normality back, um, but then you know, it, it's difficult because I want to ru- I want to ruffle feathers, mm. but you know, it, go. It, I would say go back and listen to some of the shows, um, and you can actually kind of see themes in it that they brought in, particularly the 
the cinema saga. Definitely, <laughs> going to, definitely going to the cinema has become very, very difficult um, and a very, a, a very um, trying experience. Like View are still great, and uh, you know they're wonderful. And Sydney World are you know gold star. They're brilliant. Um, the, the other main cinema is terrible. Uh, it's, it's an atrocious experience, and it's funny. In twenty twenty, it was actually great. <laughs> you went in, it was brilliant. Like you know, they they really did a great job. And then when the rules kind of changed, uh, they lost their mind and have just made it a, a, a horrific experience. Yeah, that uh, is a fair point because at least twenty twenty, as hard as it was, like at least it was very. It felt clearer. We're all staying home. We're going back. We're all staying home. I think everyone's and we're all to be in together. Lost. Yeah, and we're all true. in together. Twenty twenty, as hard as it was mentally and whatever, there were still the case. We're all in together. Twenty twenty one was incredibly divisive mm. and horrible. Like some of the worst, the the worst elements of people I've seen in twenty twenty one. Um, so it, yeah, it's, it's like difficult. it's it's kind of got. I mean, like you've got that kind of siege mentality. I was like. It's, I mean, I can't, I keep thinking of like, you know, the first world war where it's like everyone has the home by Christmas attitude and you've got that wonderful ceasefire in the first year and all that kind of stuff. And now it just feels like it's still going and everyone's kind of empathy and patience has started to run out. I know yeah, that's no it, one's fault, especially. Well, but it, it is. feels like that's kind of where we're at. Well, it is. We have terrible leadership. Um, and that's where it is. Oh, and you didn't want to ruffle feathers. Well, no, it's true. <laughs> we, have, we have, like, they didn't, they, they, they barely scraped you in the election and they're the most incompetent mm. people ever. Like, it's, and that's just kind of it. Like, you know, it's just, that's the problem really right there where you're like, all right, what do we do? We don't know. Okay, well, what do we do? These rules. Okay. But what about that? Oh, they're like <laughs> cinema's closing at eight o'clock is ridiculous. <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> With the result, like I don't know what it was like for you for Christmas, but Christmas 2020 was actually way more organized than Christmas 2021 because mm-hmm. this is like, look, we know what's going on, right? Yeah. Even though it's still there. 2021, everything was compressed. So, you know, in, in, a, in a week, right? Going to see Spider Man, for example, and this is a great control. Going to see Spider Man uh, in the control group in Sydney World was brilliant. It was fine, right? Trying to see the Matrix a week later was right. an absolute, you know what show. How come? Um, well, if I had to went to Blanchestown, I wouldn't have been able to leave because the queues in Blanchestown were so severe that you couldn't, you couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't get out anywhere. You were stuck in the shopping center. Now, I went to the view and it was grand. I was able to go, but it was still packed. It, it, the, the, the rule change, for example, in that week alone, compressed Christmas into this pe- powder keg where it's like instead of, you know, people showing up to the shops or whatever and the line's been okay. It was like, oh, no, everything's closed at eight o'clock. We need to compress down. And it's just right. like, oh, okay. So this is what I mean. Like in, in a lot of ways, 2020 made a lot more sense. It was a lot more kind of clear and concise. 2021 is in lots of ways. It's. We got a lot of normality back, but slowly but surely, normality is being undone. But we're not even going back to where we were. We're going further back again to a land where nothing makes any sense. Right. So it's just like it's 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 very tough. And my heart does go to a lot of people who have struggled. And I will say, if you are struggling with anything, over talk to someone, go out and reach to somebody. And there's lots of supports out there. Um, 
But man, yeah, it's it's the twenty twenty one. It started off, you know, bad. We got about four months of awesomeness, and then we we're right back to being bad. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I I'm not shocked that we have that siege mentality. But again, it all comes down to leadership, and we just don't have it. You know, like like okay, well, when you're looking to, to these people, what we're going to do, and they're all like, well, I don't know. You're like, okay. <laughs> this is where it is you know it sucks and again it's it, it's my opinion um it's obviously you know but it that's just what it feels like at least in 2020 you knew where you stood mm. you, you know you, you knew where things kind of were now you just don't and i i think that's probably the the hardest thing with 2021 where yeah, you're like, that, that's a really good sum up. Yeah, we, kind of, we don't know where we are. Like, we don't yeah. know where we are. No, we don't. Yeah. Like, like we were supposed to be. You know, I I love your World War One analogy, where it's like home by Christmas, where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, everyone, you know, does this, and we'll be home or we grand. Yeah, and this is like no, <laughs> we still don't. Like we're sitting on the cusp of a lockdown, mm. but everyone knows. It, and the worst part is, everyone knows it's coming, but we don't know when. So we're like, are we gonna have Christmas? Oh, okay, we have Christmas. Are we going to have New Year's? Maybe. So you guys could be listening to this and we could be in lockdown. We don't know. And that's... Yeah. It's Let very us know weird. from the future. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a very weird, very weird world we live in. Mm. And that's why, you know what? When my new PC comes, man, I'm going to get a headset. I'm just going to go to Meta. <laughs> it's going to be in Meta. That's what I'm going to do because going outside sucks. <laughs> you know, <laughs> except for View. Viewer, <laughs> all right. With that bit of product placement in, let's get into it. That was a fantastic answer, by the way, Dara. Thank very, you. very, very well summing up a very complicated, emotional kind of state of affairs. It is. I am slightly conscious of time, though, so we will yes. get to our best movie now. As yes. Dara said earlier, me and Dara have picked our own. Uh, yes. There's the categories again, in case you are playing along. Is yes. Best movie. Best TV show. This is of 2021, obviously. Yeah. Uh, best improved franchise. Worst movie. Worst TV show. Uh, video game of the year. And then finally, just for a little bit of personality, the year's highlight, whether it be personal or sort of something geeky. And um, we'll start with best movie. As Dar also said, our friends who could not make it will be playing along in spirit because they have written and sent in their answers. So... For you, Dara, what was the best movie of 2021? Oh, there's so many. Um, it was, it was very interesting, very interesting year because, like, in 2020, we didn't have big releases. Mm. We don't even had like that many. There was only a few. There was like ten. First year without Marvel movies in like probably like the better part of two two, two decades. You know, which which really helped to be fair because then mm. you know we were able to get what we got. But mm. I think um, you know actually when I was going back and thinking about 2020, I'm like, what movie came out? And I was like, oh, Tenet and a few others. Mm. Um, but this year, if, you know, we got more normal release schedule and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um. <sighs> Actually, let's do it this way. Let's read what the other guys said because yep. um, that's a good I, idea. Yeah, I have the touch on them because there's it's a good answer, but I want to kind of uh, I want to I want to go to yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bryn, Katie, and Chris and Kev all ended up grabbing quite frankly a lot of the best ones. Yeah, that's, uh, so we'll yeah, go to them yeah. first. Bryn yeah. put down Doom, mm. which would have been my pick. See, that, uh, see that's an that's an interesting one, right? Why was it? Why was it for you? Oh my god! Because it was. 
I mean, I love uh, Dennis Dillon New anyway. I love the book anyway. But yeah. like, it was the first movie I'd seen post twenty twenty. Right. And I thought, yes, this is the best thing to see in a cinema. I right, could probably so watch like Shang Chi or last, but the last night in Soho at home and get the same experience out of it. Right. But there was something to the scale of Dune and the design of it, and it was just so gorgeous to watch that. Right. I just came home buzzing. You know what I mean? That's that's a very, very on brand, very on point answer. To be fair, oh, um, no, like it's true. It's one of those movies where you're like, holy hell, this this is it's um a spectacle. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I think that's, I would agree with it now. I thought, to be fair, my mistake with Dune was going to see the 1980s Dune <laughs> two weeks beforehand <laughs> and really preferring that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched it on Netflix about two weeks afterwards. I'm like, as if, hmm. Uh, hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. I think I get it more having seen the newer Dune, as it were, but I could see people having not read the book being lost by the oh my gosh the it's very twin long version you it's, know no it, it, like the, the at least the twin beaks version you get some sort of resolution that was my problem and that's why it's not top of my list at all um like it is a part one in fairness yeah and i think when part two comes out someone will will do a, a phenomenal fan edit and get it mm. nice and trim and then you'll have your your definitive edition, and I think that will that that's what I'm kind of hoping for. Okay, it, it's one of the it's an amazing movie. If you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen it, don't. <laughs> no, and the reason why the reason why I'm saying is, if you get the opportunity to see it in the cinema, right. absolutely yes. go go yes, see it in the yes. cinema. If you haven't seen it, wait until the second one comes out, and then watch the two of them kind of together. Yeah, I hope they a, do that in the same way they do the Lord of the Rings trilogy yeah. screenings and that kind of stuff, you know. Because you'll have a much better experience. Because I think the problem with doing part one is it really is doing part one. Like, it's all set up and then it just kind of ends. Mm. And you don't get that cathartic, you know. Yeah, that, okay, that, that, that is fair. That's fair. And that's uh, my problem. I, but, then, but then when you go see the... And you go see the 1980s one and they bang through the, the second part in like 20 minutes. And you're like, oh, man, that's weird. You know? Yeah. I <laughs> but mean, you still that, get it. that's kind of because you're kind of caught between two trees. Yeah, like, you know, it's exactly. Like, do, you, do you rush it in yeah. or do you make it too long? Like, yeah. it's, I, I think the for me, the Villeneuve version. Now, having said that, I, I know a little bit about the 1980s one. And I know I know that uh, the director was like locked out of the editing room and we we will never see what his original version was going to be like. You can, so. see, bits of it. You can see bits of it. There's a What's fan edit. There's a fan edit of actually that's pretty close. Oh yeah. But yeah. like, you know, it's, I, I can't believe that it's falling. David Lynch. Uh, David Lynch. Yeah. David Lynch is such a specific filmmaker that yeah. we'll never know what it would have been like. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's true. And there actually is a great documentary called uh, Jokowski's Dune. Yeah. Which, if you guys haven't seen, totally do watch it. It's like one of the best documentaries ever. It's about the mad, 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 mad version of Dune that was supposed to come out in the 60s or 70s. Oh. Uh, but it basically gave birth to the entire sci fi genre. Okay. As in, yeah, Geiger was supposed to be in it, uh, like doing all the sets. Um, mm. uh, David Bowie was supposed to be in it. It was mad. Like, and I say mad, I mean like mad, mad, mad. 
go out your way to watch it. It's super good. Uh, that came out in like 2015. So it's, you know, but still, look, Brain, I, I, of course, that's his pick. Mm. Totally would understand that. Kev's pick is very bizarre, but also on brand for him. He went with Venom 2. Yes, I didn't and get to see this, unfortunately. Did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it, but it's not a good movie. <laughs> Sometimes a movie doesn't have to be good in the traditional sense. And I, that's like, how I would feel about Venom 1, certainly. Oh, it Venom one is be enjoyable. No, Venom 1 is very good. Like, I mean, like the Venom 1 at least, it, it's a movie that's saved by its comedy. Venom 2 mm. doesn't have that. But then again, I can totally get why Kev picked this. Mm. Um, but it's funny because Venom 2 is actually on a lot of people's worst lists, which I think is very unfair. That's, but, yeah, again, it's kind of you're wandering into that sort of slightly so bad it's good type territory. I certainly I appreciate the novelty of Andy Serkis, who played Gollum, mm. directing a romantic movie between a man and his gooey other half. You know, what's weird, though. Venom yeah. 2 felt like a movie that was 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. It felt like a very, very short movie. Well, you know, I I give a point just for that because, yeah, like, absolutely. the reason I don't go to as many movies is just because we're still in the two and a half hour type, yeah, kind of standard for quite a lot of releases. You know, yeah, no, I look and as a parent, I'm sure it's kind of hard to get two and a half hours. That's just it. Like, right. I was supposed to go see this, and my brother invited me. I was going to go see Venom two, and I went, not really. It's <laughs> short. Like, yeah, cool. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Um, Katie went with No Way Home, which I think is a very safe pick. But a very be, aside from Dune, that'd be one that's definitely would be improved by seeing it in a cinema. You know what I mean? Yeah. Look, it's a safe pick, but that wasn't meant as a slight. That was meant as mm. it's so good yeah. that of course it's up there. And I would say that it's it, it. Well, it's not. It is and it isn't. Yeah. As a sense that I loved it. It's amazing, but it's Spider Man. With all the yeah. Spider-Man. Of course I love it. <laughs> of course people love it. Right. But I think, it's, hey, look, if that is that's your favourite movie of the year, I totally understand why. I want to go see it twice. It's phenomenal. Oh. So. Well, then, I, mean, I completely understand that. I kind of have two half picks for my best, slightly because a lot of the, my other picks have been taken by other people. But, oh, actually, Darren, do you want to go first? Yeah, well, how about this? I, I, I watch a lot of movies, right? Um... It's just kind of the way it is. Um, and I, I wanted to just kind of talk about, I didn't get to see Last Night in Soho, which I'm disappointed I, that I didn't, but I heard that's phenomenal. Mm. I want to give a shout out to a couple of movies that I would say are worth people's time. Right. Because uh, look, everything we mentioned is, wor- is worth seeing, in the case of Spider-Man, multiple times. <laughs> but Sensor's really good. Now, Sensor's a weird movie. I saw on the iFi. Uh, shout out to the iFi. Really nice guys, actually, as mm. well. The restaurant is pretty pretty badass too um and censors a movie based in the 80s about this girl who is obsessed like her sister was lost or kidnapped or whatever and uh she thinks that her sister lives in movies and is basically like projecting through her uh she works as like a, a bai censor so she censors all these graphic horror movies from the, the video oh analysis. yes i did hear about this yeah wonderful movie like it, as far the story's weird and it's kind of campy but the actual visual style is phenomenal if you're a fan of visual storytelling it's, it's a really really good movie to see um fear street's pretty good although i was disappointed that it wasn't longer i didn't go into more details but it is pretty cool uh what is it uh malignant is hilarious <laughs> it's a hilarious, hilarious, hilarious 
uh, movie that takes it way too seriously, but you should totally see it just for the pure random spectacle of it. Um, <laughs> the Unholy is pretty good, but it terrifies me. Um, uh, Escape Room 2 is just not worth it. Um, but I would say, again, like as far as like top top tier movies um, for this year, um, there's there's it was a good year for it. But for me, I always like to see Judge the Year and what the horror movies are like. So I had a, it was a good year for horror this year. Yeah, because horror movies are like the lower budget, more independent things. So yeah. it might be a better barometer for like kind of where cinema's at, you know. Stream of it. And even with Fear Street, that was 100% on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And it was actually a very, very good effort for Netflix. So um, I would say, you know, this is how you kind of knew that things are getting back to normal. Now there were some weird horror movies and some strange ones too, but that also means that we're back to normal because we're getting some weird movies. But uh, actually a really good movie, which doesn't get enough love is the Mitchells versus the machines on Netflix. Have you seen that movie? Yeah, that was on my best for last year. I think that's, yeah, uh, if that's, that had come out this year, that would have been my pick. Yeah, that, that was really good. Well, it's, it says 2021. So oh. I think, yeah, cause it came out Stevens's day or new year's day last year. Okay, so I, I, I was still counting. I was. Still I counting. in that case, I was going to pick Shang Chi, but oh, in there already being a Marvel thing on the list, and us giving a month's worth of airtime to it, right. I think I'll go with the Mitchells versus the Machines instead. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to a film that was really done dirty by being dropped on streaming. Mm. Uh, Chaos Walking, starring sure. Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley. It was supposed to be like. Oh big- yes. Yeah, you know this? Go on, go on, go on. I do know it. Yeah, yeah, go on. Sorry, go on. Yeah, it was supposed to get a big cinematic kind of rollout. And then I think just due to being sitting on the shelf during 2020, it just got dumped on Amazon Prime, Mm. uh, which is a real shame because it's a really good adaptation of a really good book. It's, as I said, it's Tom Holland and uh, Daisy Ridley. And the premise is Tom Holland lives on like a, in sort of a village where it's only men and they can all hear each other's thoughts all the time. Mm. So like, it's just a really kind of big sort of testosterone type wilderness type thing. And then Daisy Ridley arrives in a spaceship and she's a woman and they can't hear her thoughts. And like, it starts unraveling this conspiracy and Mads Mikkelsen is like the mayor and it's like it's not the most phenomenal movie in the world, but it's really, really good. It definitely deserved like a little cinematic rollout. And I know this because I worked in a bookshop when this was getting hyped up and it just vanished and it never really got us a little moment in the sun. But I oh, want to wow. say I really enjoyed it. And I just think that if other people want to see, should check it out, too. Actually, and my I actually do have an answer for my movie of the year. That isn't Spider-Man. Yeah. Free Guy. Ah, yes. Okay. Yeah. Free Guy's great. It's it's Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds in GTA. It's hard to beat that pitch. Yeah, it's it's it's, and if you haven't seen it, totally do. I I love it. It's great. It has lots of inside, you know, working in tech jokes too. So I think it's brilliant. I went to go see it twice. Uh, saw it in IMAX. It was super good. But um, this year was brilliant. Like as I said, we could go on and on, and we have. If you like this discussion, go back and check out other shows where we do actually cover these in details. Yeah, that's why I'm not going on too much about the Mitchell versus the Machines. I think we've already done an episode on it. We did. But we did. It does. It is highly recommended. It is still on Netflix. Okay, so TV show of the year. Brain goes with, of course, The Expanse. Brain's been talking about The Expanse for years. That doesn't count. Yeah, The Expanse is one of those funny franchises where no one knows anything about it, but the people who love it really love it. Yeah, no. It's like you don't really get nerdy properties like that anymore. No, Bryn, how dare you? How dare you pick (laughs) that? 
and oh he my does, goodness. No, he does. He loves it. Uh, and I just haven't got a chance to get into it myself uh, for many reasons. But he, he's a big fan of it. And he always says that it's one of the best shows ever. And you know what? I have believe, I, I've been led to believe that it is actually great. And everyone who's into it says it's great. So definitely do give it a watch. It's on Amazon Prime, I think. Yep, that's right. Um, Kev has Arcane, which I'm afraid I know nothing about. So I think it's, I will... think, think it's an anime. Oh, okay, just when in doubt, assume anime. Yeah, uh, well, but I'm pretty Kev. sure we have actually covered it already on the show. I think we I should think so. get straight to Squid Game, which Katie yeah. recommended. To be honest, I feel like we've talked about that quite a lot anyway. I don't think there's anyone on the planet who hasn't seen yeah. it. Yeah, but no, I will good. say it was my pick until I saw Katie had taken it already. Right. That's and, uh, But yeah, if you haven't checked it out, it's definitely. Don't believe the anti-hype, as it were. Squid Game is definitely like no, the it's most worth it. Arresting thing of the year. Yeah, no, absolutely. Do watch it. It's really good. Yeah, and Chris has clickbait, which I'm afraid I know nothing about. Now here's the thing. I just looked this up, and I'm actually gonna watch it. So apparently, it's a crime crime drama where okay. it's uh, basically it's a it's a suspense thriller to find out who actually committed the crime. So it's on Netflix. I'm going to give it a watch because it looks pretty arresting, shall I say? Yeah. And um, yeah, like I, look, TV was really good this year. Uh, we're, I'm not going to go into the Marvel stuff. So, cause we've done that. So we've done that to an extent. So I'm going to go with something different. Yeah. Um, two shows I really like this year. Um, I really got in, really like upload. Upload is quite good. Like Amazon prime has some really good shows. Um, upload, then. So upload is based in the near future where you can upload your consciousness consciousness to uh, basically like a paradise. Think of think of heaven run by Amazon, right? Which would be hell for some people, but yeah. like, they buy a package and you can you know kind of do whatever. You're like at this this retiree home, hmm. but you're whatever age you are when you die and your consciousness goes there. That's kind of what it's about now. I'm still waiting for the second season to come out. So that's why it doesn't get the top spot. But Utopia is really good. Utopia is a remake of an English show of the same name. I've seen the, the English one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the American one I really liked. Uh, the cast was great. The, act, the acting was phenomenal. Storyline, very controversial. Obviously, it got cancelled for that reason. Basically, there's a pandemic that's uh, not really a pandemic and the the main tech guy wants to vaccinate everybody so people can get sterilized and that's the whole plan of it but it's all told through this uh, comic book that was written by uh, someone who worked with your man and went to a crazy uh, to an insane asylum and it, it has so many layers and it's so good and it's brilliant <laughs> and it's it's such a deep show and the English one is also very very good but I just like the the little sleeks of the American presentation of it. John Cusack is great in it. It's it is, it's a very, very good deep show. And I've actually watched it twice. Uh, it's not very long either. But uh, man, there's some disturbing stuff in that. Like it's a very, very disturbing dark show. But it is really, really good. And, it, you know, you can see why it got, <laughs> why it got canceled. Yeah. But it's a shame that it did. Um, yeah. And obviously, look, we talked about a lot of the, the MCU stuff as well. So... If none of that's your bag and you just love all the MCU stuff, you've had your pick of everything. We've talked about Loki, we talked about uh, mm. the the Winter Soldier, we talked about WandaVision, all that kind of good stuff. So we still got the franchise category coming up. Yeah. I wouldn't stress about no. not bringing it up. Oh, fair, fair. Well, we'll look, <laughs> what about you, Keen? What have you got from your TV show? This actually, I because I debated this list with Stevie before recording. We had to go through quite a lot of TV shows to boil it down, which is a good sign. It's a sign of a good year. You know, can't argue with well, that. Yeah. If it's in the no, you can't. Uh, no. Uh, what, we, what I ended up settling on 
was It's a Sin uh, by Russell C. Davies came out in January of this year six part drama all about these like kind of you know teenage 20 year old kids just trying to live their lives in the midst of the like the AIDS crisis really really sweet really really funny like loads of the actors even just since the show went out have all gone on to much bigger and better things and it was the show that made me cry the most which in a year with Squid Game is pretty good Mm. Uh, so yeah that's going to be my pick if you haven't seen it already it's wonderful uh, and it's on the uh, Channel 4 player Um, Stevie wanted to mention What If and Cobra Kai as well because they were the ones that we we got the most hyped for and I also wanted to give an honourable mention to Invincible which came out in the summer of this year which everyone seems to have forgotten about for some reason but it is still very good yeah it's very good yeah it's weird. I, I, I think the reason my TV hit so hard this year was because we were locked down for half the year. Yeah. So that's definitely it. Yeah. That's, that's probably why. And also why we forget certain things because we were locked down for half the year and are pressing it. Yeah. Um, but most improved series and franchise, Bryn, Cowboy Bebop, he's trolling. Stop, Bryn. Oh, sorry, hold on. Kill, Netflix Cowboy Bebop getting cancelled was certainly improved. Now I understand. Yes, Brent, I understand. Yeah, yeah. can I actually? I, I, I don't. I just want to say, like, I, I don't like the way people are like relishing Cowboy Bebop getting cancelled so quickly. Right. I mean, like, if you're if you don't like the idea of it, that's fine. But I, mm. but even as a remake, I don't like people taking joy in something sudden cancellation, it was still made with passion by someone somewhere. It feels a little bit petty to me, you know? I think the reason why the damage was done, uh, what was, uh, it's a Gundam did a very good series, did a, did a very good uh, video on it. It's like half an hour. Right. Explained. right. No, no, no one on that show helped themselves. They, uh, they, they turned on the fans and started like attacking them. So, uh, okay. when you have I, don't, that, I, I don't know any of that stuff. Yeah. When you have the, the confrontational approach with your fan base. Mm. It, it, look, it happened with Star Wars, it happened with Doctor Who as well, where instead of just being like, all oh, right, well, you know, we made a mistake. They're like, yeah. oh, now we're going to dig in. It's like, okay. But from what I've seen of it, and I had no attachment to the Kill by Beepop, mm. I'm not going to lie and say it. Um, it looked terrible, though. <laughs> it really looked bad. But all Netflix, all Netflix apt adaptation of, of anime is terrible but they also have uh, uh, Castlevania which got cancelled but Castlevania is great and that's just pure anime oh so. is that cancelled I'm, re- I'm yeah. watching that now I'm really enjoying it it's brilliant it got cancelled there this year yeah. oh sugar I mean I suppose it had good innings but you know yeah uh, I think Kev went with Jojo's Bizarre Adventure which I haven't seen but he oh I, I'm watching it now it is very very good if you haven't checked it out it's basically the story of the Jojo family and like every series has a completely different cast of characters and they skip 30 years to the next generation of Jojo. So it's a bit like, like uh, for lack of a better term, like, you know, the game Chinese Whispers where like, you know, you watch an adventure and then like you see like the next generation of kids like hearing bits and pieces about it and the villains come back in some new form, but it's different and they change the rules every time. It's It's very much its own thing and it's been running for so long that I'm amazed I'm hugely impressed it's still going but yeah it is it absolutely feel, amazing it feels like Black Adder though that's a very good comparison actually yeah it's a lot like Black Adder you get the same types of characters 
popping up every single time. Mm. Just now it's in New York. Now it's in Japan. Now right. it's medieval England. Now it's this. But it's going further and further into the future. I right. imagine they have to, they must be in the future by now. Since right. we're six series in. <laughs> well, look, you know, that's what you want from a franchise. You know, you, you want you want it to still be have that same impact that I had the first time you saw it. And I think the MCU definitely wins that this year um, by reasserting himself as the king of television, as the king of movies, as the king of the box office. Yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 I have some asterisks for my picks. But okay. yeah, Marvel, there's there's no talk taking down Marvel this year. What, what were your Marvel highlights for this year? Uh, Loki, uh, mm. Spider-Man, obviously. I really like the Eternals. Um, I thought the Eternals was great. Zach yeah, Sn- I saw it after you did the episode. I thought it was really good too. Oh, like again, like Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League, which we didn't talk about. Uh, mm. We did, but we didn't. That was great, yeah. and it, the Eternals pretty much felt like they were riffing on that. So, um, I, you know, they were the highlights for me. There were some lowlights. Um, Captain and the, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That ending just oh, cringy. Uh, the end of One Division. Even though I loved One Division at the same time. Um, I still think cumulatively they they were good shows, even if the end of them kind of soured this, you know. Yeah, no, the shows the shows themselves as a whole were they suffer because they're t- it's like comic books. Mm. The MCU really is the comic book now. Mm. Not every issue of a comic book is amazing. Yeah, but the runs are what you read them for. Yeah, that's a really good analogy. Yeah, and that's kind of, yeah, but that's kind of what we're we're seeing now, like. Far from, far from, sorry, No Way Home. That's that's a really convoluted uh, yeah. series. No, no Way Home was the end of a bunch of runs. Mm. Just like Endgame was the end of a bunch of runs. And that's kind of what yeah. we're getting, where like the TV shows are like little one issues that you'd read or one shots or not like that. You don't really go, oh, you remember that one issue. You're like, oh, yeah, you might get that sometimes. But usually it's yeah. like, oh, that run is really good. And that's kind yes. of how you consume the MCU now. Yeah, that's it. And like, you know, it's, I feel like we're still, I think now having seen the Doctor Strange trailer, they are, they are starting to build towards a shared goal. Mm. But it's been really interesting this year to have everything be so divorced from each other, you know, yeah. to just kind of, they obviously they're doing their Marvel thing where it's like, oh, this will lead to this. What, what, what's the secret of the 10 rings? What's this? What's that? Mm. Especially with the Eternals cliffhanger. But yeah. like, you know, at the moment, Marvel's sturdy enough that like you can comfortably miss the Eternals, even though I don't think you should, or miss Hawkeye or whatever. And you're not going to go into Doctor Strange feeling lost. You know what I mean? Well, you, you can, can also do that. novelty, but you know. You can, you can do that with comics though as well. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I'm saying. I'm leaning into your analogy. Like, yeah, yeah. Like it, it's, and I think that's the best way to kind of. You know, obviously it's a comic book based thing. And by leaning into that kind of makes sense. Like, you know, you watch Loki. It doesn't really matter if you didn't see Loki. But in No Way Home, when you see all the cracks, you're like, oh, my God, that's the same thing as we saw in Loki, you know, and it's. Oh, yeah. Like there's there's three multiversal events by my count happening in the happening. Marvel Universe coming from different places. Like, you yeah. Know. And you don't know what's going on. So it's yeah, it's pretty cool, you know, but um, uh, just a, a quick nod to Star Wars. Uh, who have mm-hmm. managed to not be a dead franchise anymore, <laughs> thanks to Dave Filoni and The Mandalorian. Yeah, and Bad and Batch, Boba Fett, and yeah. uh, Visions was quite nice too. Like, exactly, not, yeah. not, not the biggest year for Star Wars, but I would say pretty consistent all around. But the best year for Star Wars 
since uh, Rogue One. So, mm. you know. Yeah, I would agree with that. I want to give a shout out to the two franchises that nearly got my pick and shot themselves in the foot of the last minute. Doctor Who? Uh, the first being Star Trek, which had, I'd say, oh, yeah. on balance, even though it's quietest year, probably its best year yeah. in quite a long time. They've got three shows running that are all really good. Uh, yes. But then they took everything off Netflix and they made it impossible to see everything except Lower Decks. Right. That's not really the show's fault, but, you know, you can't really call it the best thing in the year if you can't you watch can't it. See it. Yeah, if you can't yeah. see it, yeah. The other one would be Doctor Who. The, uh, I knew that was coming. <laughs> well, look, I'm just going to say, I said this, I think, two weeks ago as well. This has been the best year for extended media Doctor Who. Eccleston's mm. back playing the Doctor. Tennant's back playing the Doctor. Um, like, you've got... They brought John Sim and all the other masters back together. The comic books are really great. We've had two great video games, loads of great novels and things. So, and even just getting the seven episodes we're getting this year filmed in 2020 is kind of a miracle. Yeah. But again, like, like Star Trek, I wouldn't be comfortable calling it the best, most improved of the year, considering the actual episodes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, look, once they get rid of your woman and your man, they'll be fine. Oh, well, I wouldn't go that far. I, I I do have a lot of apprehension with Russell T. Davies coming back just because Doctor Who has never brought someone back. It's it's It gives me Force Awakens kind of worries. Uh, no, like, no, that, that is a big difference. Uh, the Force Awakens is a war crime and it was written by a hack who had no... It was written and directed by a hack who never should have went near any franchise. The difference is with the Davies coming back, he was there in the show as a show writer. He knows how he knows what the fans want and he know how he knows how to give it to them. Yeah, and and like because I said it's in as my pick of the year for television, he is still a great writer. But uh, but and also just a shout out to all the people animating Lost Doctor Who's. We've gotten like three like you, are you up to speed on the whole like missing episodes thing for Doctor Who? I'm not aware of any new ones that came out, but I am aware of that it exists oh, because they the take thing. over all of them. Yeah, they take yeah. over all of them, yeah. Basically, yeah, yeah, that's the long and short of it. So they've animated, I think, three missing ones this year, and they were all great. Like, you know, so it's been a good year to be a Doctor Who fan. Just right. Oh, you wouldn't get that if you'd only seen the TV show. But I will agree with you. Marvel's probably the most improved franchise by just break. It's, it's kind of a third go at breaking into television if you include Netflix and Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. And this one seems to be the one that stuck the landing, you know? Yeah, no, it's one of those things where, like, Star, it's it's trying to find its its foot. Marvel mm-hmm. on TV was a strange thing, but now they found out how to do it. Doctor Who, you know, has found its foot outside of TV, and the same with Star Wars finding its footing outside of the movies, and they'll yeah. circle back around eventually and, and and level themselves out. But yeah, no, that, that, yeah, that, a bit that, like it's yeah. a bit like your 2020 known analogy. It's like yeah. we we don't know where we are yet. Yeah, and, that's fair. and the franchises kind of have that in a good way, you know. Well, look, the worst movies of the year here are Cruella from Kev. I didn't see it, so I hear it is for you. I've heard it's a very so bad it's good film. Right, and then Black Widow. I disagree. I think Black Widow's. You know, the problem with Black Widow is it should it shouldn't have came out in twenty twenty one. It should have came out in two thousand and nineteen. Yeah, yeah, and that's the problem with it. Um, do you have any really bad movies this year? No, I to be honest, I I struggle to pick bad things at the best of times. Right. So unfortunately, I've nothing to add to either worst movie or worst TV show. But again, 
sign of a good year. You know, that's not necessarily like a bad thing. I what I am I am missing the shows like Black Mirror and Inside Number Nine. I do think that is as much as we've had lots of good picks here. I think we're still struggling in the post 2020, like not a lot of good stuff is coming from original creators mm. phase. Yeah. Like yeah. your, your Edgar Wright, someone like that, he has enough pull yeah. to get something made in the year 2021. But I think if I had to kind of single out something worst, I would say as a concept, the fact that only the Marvels and star Wars and stuff have been able to make things in mm. the past year. That's like, fair. like, the Green Knight was supposed to be great, but I can't find it anywhere because the it's chaos Am- walking again. It's, it's on Amazon, Amazon, is it? Well, then I will look yeah, it up Amazon there. Like, yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. But, yeah. e- but even that, like, like again with Chaos Walking, is all the independently made stuff is kind of getting lost. Yeah, no, that's so I'd fair. say that's 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 a pick and more of a trend. But I'd say that's where my head's at with the worst state of movies and TV shows at the moment. You know, but see, there are the thing about it is it's like that's more of an Ireland problem than mm-hmm. an industry problem because there there is movie and stuff like that out there for streaming services. Okay. Um, but I agree. It is kind of grim that it is the multi-corporations that are, are, are and the franchises that are the only ones able to actually do anything. But yeah. I, I haven't seen it, nor do I want to, but I did see the <laughs> video that, um, what's the girl's name that we all like? Jenny, Jenny, Jenny Nixon. Yeah, she did. Oh, dear Evan Hansen. Dear Evan Hansen, I have to. I have, I have discreetly watched bits and pieces of it. Yeah, it looks like the worst thing ever, (laughs) and I can't believe it's a real thing. (laughs) Nor can I believe that people went along with it for so long. It's it's a horrendous uh, horrendous concept. The song seems so weird. The movie seems atrocious. And I would say instead of watching it, go watch Jenny Nixon's video on it. And that wins all the awards for the worst thing <laughs> of 2021. Uh, I'm going to skip the TV show thing because we've kind of touched on that. Um, but games, right? It's so a game of the year. So it's interesting, right? So Kev went with Resident Evil Village. Brain went with Wrestling Empire. And Katie went with Animal Crossing. So three different takes, but three takes. Very different. I, but you know what? It kind of makes sense. So Resident Evil has had that kind of like explosion in relevance again ever since the re-releases are you actually ever since seven wrestling empire Bryn loves his random wrestling games um i haven't <laughs> looked into that but i am going to and animal crossing look the amount of my friends who have their own islands and they got super into it because of the pandemic animal crossing is like the mvp of of pandemic gaming yeah. but i i have to give a shout out to cyberpunk 2077 the patches while it doesn't fix everything, the game is mm-hmm. playable on PS4. Apparently on Steam, it's the highest selling and what people are playing most. So the game is pretty much ready to go. So I would say give Cyberpunk 277 a go, folks. It's really fun. Um, I'm really actually really enjoying it. The game itself is great. Me and Brendan have been talking about it a fair bit. Um, it just on the PS4, you know, expect some weird game graphics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I really enjoyed it. So look, I, as I said, I haven't really got many games um this year to really kind of compare it to but uh it's a lot better than lots of other slop that was you know funneled out this this year or particularly from activision or from uh no that's that's unfair not activision um what's up the assassin's creed people ubisoft yeah. with a uh, watchdog legion that that's a terrible game but um 
Yeah, no, I would, and also uh, Jurassic World Evolution is the first one because the second one is making my PS4 very sad because it can't handle it. <laughs> Just can't handle it. So, uh, what about you, Keen? Uh, game of the year? Well, funnily enough, I really because because I play the Switch and so much of the Switch is retro that I actually right. really struggled to find out which of my games were from 2021. Um, in the end, what I came down to was kind of lots two mini games, as it were. Uh, the new chapter of Deltarune, uh, okay. which is the sort of spiritual sequel to Undertale. Right. They released that on the Switch for free, which no one does that anymore. And it's not like a big corporation. It's just one guy and his friend who makes it. And it's wonderfully charming. Very 8-bit. That'd be my pick for this year. Similarly, very small, the mobile game, Lonely Assassins, the Doctor Who one, uh, all about a weeping angel possessing your phone. That's cool. Really freaked me out. It was only like two or three hours, but it got under my skin in a really good way. And it was good enough that the actual main Doctor Who show took some of the ideas and incorporated it into the show. So that's high praise there in and of itself. So, and plus you can get it on your phone for three quid. Like Deltarune is free and like the Lonely Assassins is like three to five quid. Like, you know, can't go wrong best with picks that. of the game. You can't go wrong with that. I Absolutely. do want to give a shout out to Knights of the Old Republic, though, which isn't yes. this year, yes. but they did put it on the Switch in November, and I'm just on the final hurdle of it now on the Switch. So if That's you had to, like, yeah, oh my God, it's really, really good. It's got that, I will say, I kind of gave up on it three times because it's got that very early 2000s, we're not telling you how this game works, you figure it out type vibe to it. Mm which a lot of kind of 90s PC games used to have. But well, that's, cause it's a, that's, cause, but that's because it's a 90s PC game. Well, there you go then. <laughs> so, but once I kind of got over those hurdles, and actually having it handheld so you can do a lot of the busy work just while watching TV and stuff and then kind of yeah. pay attention for the major fun bits, yeah. it, that is a huge improvement. So yeah, that would be my pick. Those, those would be my picks for this year. Although if I'm being honest, I did check my like hour-to-hour play. And the one I did most was probably Fire Emblem Three Houses, which I've talked about before. Yeah, uh, which clocking it, up nearly three hundred hours or something ridiculous like that. So, just yeah. in the in the, it's not a twenty twenty one game, but in the interest of honesty, I thought I'd throw it out there. And thank you for encouraging to give Knights of the Republic a go. By the way, Dara. Oh no, you're welcome. It's it is the best Star Wars medium mm. that's out there. It's it's phenomenal. Um, uh, it was a highlight of the year. So, Kev, like a broken record, D and D in person since the start of pandemic. Yeah, man, that's yeah. pretty. Look, as I said, no one wants to play D and D with me, so I'm sure it's great for him. <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, I don't know. They just no one wants to do it. Oh, Kevin Brin play D and D, but I'm not good enough apparently. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he, I am joking. He's complaining no. about cinemas. What's going on? I know, right? <laughs> um, I know, but that's pretty cool. Like from what I have heard from a lot of my friends who do play D and D. Again, yeah. those friends play D and D. No one wants to ask me, but <laughs> they they have all loved that, and that's really cool yeah. that people have been able to have that again. So that's very heartwarming. Bryn deep diving into DD. See, look again, it's just yeah. twisting the knife. Uh, crafting <laughs> tailor made stories and counting maps have been incredibly satisfying. So I'm glad Kevin Bryn have DD, but I don't. I have no, I have no DD friends. Uh, hashtag, you know, I need friends. Uh, <laughs> Chris said the bird of his niece and also staying topic, he made a DD. Oh, what is this? Everyone has D and D, but me, this is crazy. I'm not playing D and D. Akeen, you know we're going to start our own D and D with blackjack. Oh yeah. Hookers. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, my god. 
but yeah, no. So the the, the the team here, I think, for everybody who filled us in, is that they all got to play D and D and had a great time. So uh, yeah. yeah, we we get to have our own nerd to know D and D session. So if you guys want to join yeah. in, I know I don't, I have no idea. <laughs> but uh, what has been your highlight of the year, man? Oh look, I'm gonna play the dad card. It's just been all of the kid highlights. Uh, Prim start, my daughter starting play school. Oh, wow. uh, and getting my first proper job and all that kind of stuff. Like it's oh, been no. a huge, it's been a big scary year of health scares in our family, but it's also been a lot of change and that kind of stuff. So yeah. it feels like we're going to be kind of settled just hopefully as soon as the world itself is. So those would be kind of the big, big highlights, but I can't, I can't really think of like pop culture things for 2021 i suppose it's mm. nice just to be getting back to cinemas and things in general yeah uh but yeah i suppose definitely these these meetups as well will be my highlights kind of like having the chat and kind of finding out all that kind of stuff it's nice that uh it feels like we're kind of getting towards i hate saying normality but it feels like we're turning a corner and going back to something better and yeah. that's well, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. And if and if I suppose I had to pick one highlight um of the year, apart from kind of the family stuff, that would be it. Just kind of getting back towards hopeful again would be yeah. kind of my highlight of the year. What about you? Um yeah, pretty much the same as you. Like I've obviously the Matrix uh coming back, my favorite <laughs> franchise coming back is, is yeah. pretty awesome. But um yeah, look, look, there's been lots of pop culture stuff, which is great, but you know, graduating this year was cool. Um finally finishing up that cybersecurity uh, masters was awesome um so you know and work and all that kind of stuff you know that was all great there's not lots of good this year inside the you know just the, the overall oppressiveness of mm. just living in that siege mentality you know but as you yeah. said the more those couple of months we got when things were relatively normal uh shows that there is kind of light at the end of the tunnel you know that's all it's not going to be bad forever you know it's going to be bad for a little while it's a good phrase um it's not a well it's a bad time it's not a bad life or something like that and um okay that's, that's kind of worth worth contemplating um going forward on like 2021 wasn't the best year uh 2020 definitely wasn't the best year but i think there's in those those little bright spots where it's huge i got to go to rome this year for the first time in 10 years it was amazing. Oh, wow. I got to go to London, which was amazing. Um, you know, actually, I, you've reminded me that that is my my fiance Stevie's highlight was getting to see her mum for the first time in two years. Absolutely, in November because of lockdown, she's in the yeah. UK. You know, so like that would be I mean. a highlight there as well. That's what I mean. Those those sense of normality, those things that you didn't think you were going to be able to do again, or that was so far from reality, even a couple of months ago. You know, mm. just being able to do them so. You know, it's very, very cool. It's great. You know, we did the the Ashari All Ireland Metal project, raised two and a half grand for Bernardo's. Uh, that was unbelievable to being able to give uh, that charity that amount of money just before Christmas. Um, yeah. You know, it was one of those things where you're like, okay, there's still a lot of good outside of the the overall world ending thing because I think we all know. <laughs> now, you know, there is light at the end of the tunnel, <laughs> and it's maybe not as world ending as we. We thought, you know, there is, yeah, yeah. there is an endpoint eventually. Just we need to hold on. And again, I will say, look, if anyone needs to talk to somebody, to go out and and and, and seek those out because you know we're getting there. We're getting there, and yeah. that's that's a good takeaway as well. But you know, as I said, I didn't think I'd be able to get to Rome again soon, and I was able to be there. It was great. 
That's wonderful. And that seems like a very hopeful note to end uh, this New Year's on. Everyone listening at home, thank you so much for listening. I don't know, as Dara alluded to, uh, we don't know what the state of the world will be by the time this airs. But no. in any case, wherever you are, we hope you have a wonderful New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. And in fact, hope you have a wonderful 2022 in general. I know everyone's making the joke that 2022 is 2022. But like, you know, let's have some positivity and but, kind of best wishes going into the new year. You know what I'd say, Keen, you know, sometimes the sequel is usually better than the original as the case with Star Wars. So ah. it could be better again. Remember, not the sequel always isn't a bad thing. Yeah. Part, this, and, part, and part two is usually when they defeat the villain. So yeah, Pat, this is this is going to be the Paddington two of years. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I really like that. Really. <laughs> <laughs> on that note sure okay alright this has been Kian and our wishing you a very happy new year and thank you for staying with us throughout all of the strangeness of 2021 so for now we will say bye bye this has been Kian and our wishing you a very happy new year and thank you for staying with us throughout all of the strangeness of 2021 so for now we will say bye bye and a happy new year bye Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.